You know, I actually have a lot of jokes about unemployed people, but none of them work. This is Across the Table, the podcast of Hannibal the Magician. by me and putting up with me and uh, all the other stuff that goes along. It has been a really uh, a really intense week since I last uh, sat at this microphone. A lot of um, a lot of traveling, a lot of adventure, um, just all kinds of stuff going on. I'll, I'll fill you in as best I can. There's there's stuff I want to relate to you, but it's not quite time yet. Um, I went to Hollywood. I went to uh, perform in what turned out to be the very last Monday Night Tees in uh, in Hollywood, California, run by my good friend Levon Stupp, uh, producer extraordinaire who has been uh, part of this for at least 10 years. Monday Night Tees itself has been going on for 14, and Lily has been producing it for 10. And in, in that time, um, they, they did a weekly show every Monday, and apparently only missed three nights in the entire uh, in the entire run. So something to be proud of. Art art heals. Art wins. Art uh, art thrives when it's time. And when it's time to close up, it's time to close up and move on. Uh, I could I could wax real philosophical right now, but I'm just I'm just not in the mood. Um, we are uh, I'm I'm in back in Charlotte uh, back at my trusty desk in front of my trusty Mac and my my little uh, snowball microphone uh, free-forming my thoughts and trying to... Uh, I, I didn't... Uh, I took a few notes, but not a whole lot of notes for this one. I just... Uh, I, it just felt better to sit and talk, and that, that may turn into a good thing. It may be horrific. This might be a 10-minute podcast. I don't know. Um, regardless, thanks for tuning in. Hey, I rely on you for uh, for what I'm doing here, and part of that means uh, feedback. And um, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, if you're not enjoying what you're hearing, please let me know. Send me an email, info at chrishannibal.com. A couple of you have done that, and I really do appreciate um, hearing from you, no matter you know whether you find it good or bad or, or indifferent. It helps to know. Leave a comment. Leave a... Uh, uh, this is really kind of important... Uh, leave me a rating at iTunes. If you're listening to this over iTunes, uh, click a couple of stars. Uh, leave a short review of what you think of the show. Um, it helps get me a little bit more visibility and, and uh, broaden my, my voice a little bit. 
if you don't mind, I'd really appreciate it. I'm pretty sure SoundCloud has something along those lines, or, or wherever you're listening to my voice uh, on this weekly basis. Um, let me let me hear your thoughts. It's it's very very important. Uh, you can also support me financially. That helps me to continue to do this, uh, also to produce live shows and to do the blog and all the other things that I do in addition to card tricks that keeps me sane and hopefully you find it entertaining and of some value. My uh, the, uh, the most efficient way, the best way, is through my Patreon account. That is patreon.com forward slash magic artist. Or if you just feel like making a, a one-time contribution or donation, um... Chris, C-H-R-I-S, at H-E-G-Magic.com is my PayPal uh, address. Um, still paying lawyer bills. Still, the, uh, <laughs> the, the divorce saga is not over. It is, uh, it is continuing. Um, the, I, I will go ahead straight up. The, uh, the papers came in. I am officially now unmarried. Um, all of the... Uh, all of the things went through, um, it seems. I've gotten the paperwork that says uh, my divorce is final. And, uh, you know, of course I have mixed feelings about that. Because um, it, uh, it was great. It was, it was absolutely phenomenal while it was. And, and then when it wasn't, well, this is the, uh, this is the end result. But uh, so that, that part is done. But um, we are still trying to finish up the... Uh, there's some distribution questions. There's some things that um, they are not the the opposing side is not uh, happy with, um, but they won't. They they have yet to um, to provide the. Uh, they have to be kind of vague, but they have yet to provide the the actual papers of what they're not satisfied with, as far as equitable d- distribution goes, and. Um, I don't know. From my personal opinion, I think I've been more than fair. I, uh, um, well, anyway, it is what it is. It's uh, so the uh, the the marriage itself is is over and uh, and uh, put to rest, and we can each move on with our lives now in a, in a in a hopefully brighter, happier um, path for both of us. Uh, but the uh, the litigation goes on, so that uh, you know is what it is as well. Uh, lawyers still have to be paid, um, et cetera, et cetera, and ongoing things. But, you know, that, that's what it is. So if you can uh, if you can help me out, uh, if you're enjoying the show and would like to contribute, I ask for a $5 a month um, contribution, and uh, I will continue to... <laughs> I will continue to provide the high rate of quality in the things that I do. Um... I want to talk about the, the the trip to Hollywood, and then there's something I really that uh, that I, I want to sincerely talk about and, um, and and get my feelings out about. Hollywood is always magnificent to me. They they have uh, they have embraced me. They have made me offers. They have they have enriched my life in a number of different ways. Everything from the first time I ever stepped into Hollywood uh, was a night, the very first night that I went to the Magic Castle. And there is a there's a whole story about that that was uh, published in Genie. Um, but ever since then, the, the people that I've met have been very genuine and very uh, upfront and very loving. And um, 
It, it was phenomenal. So initially the call that I got from Lily was that she had decided that um, it was time for Monday Night Tees to come to a close. She was going to do a big show celebration uh, in 2018 at the beginning of the year uh, to cap it out at exactly 15 years. And uh, and I requested, I, I wanted to be there. I'm like, I'd, I'd love to be part of the show, but I understand if, you know, if, uh, if that's not in the cards, let me know what the date for the last show is. I want to buy a ticket. I want to. I want to one help support the art and and you and your next endeavors, and two, I'd like to be a part of this you know historical uh, event because running any kind of a show, especially a variety show, most especially a burlesque show on a weekly basis, and continuously providing quality entertainment so that people want to come back and and buy a ticket and support the thing for week after week after week. For 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 nearly for nearly fifteen years, is is quite a quite an accomplishment. So I wanted to be up there, and if I couldn't be on the stage, I wanted to be in the audience, front row if I could. Um, she asked if I could uh, if I would be willing to uh, to be a part of it to do the naked truth for the uh, for the closing number, and of course, and I know I've gone over this before, but I'm, I'm just catching up. Uh, just flabbergasted to even be asked. The honor is so huge and at the same time frightening because I don't do the naked truth lightly. It's if, if I choose to do it, it's uh, I have to prepare for it for quite some time. It's a very emotional, very heavy uh, piece of work, not only for the audience, but for me uh, performing it. But I jumped at the chance. Of course, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'll, I'll do my best and I've got months to prepare, right? <laughs> well, no. Um, initially scheduled to to uh, to finish up in February ish, um, some complications arose, some some negotiations arose, and then fell apart, and et cetera, and et cetera. And she gave me a call and said, "Hey, the actual last show is going to be on September the fourth. Now that's not something that I want everybody." She she said she didn't want it to get around to everybody else because of complications and and because reasons. And her reasons are her own, but uh, she wanted to to keep that under wraps. She wanted to promote it well, and she wanted it to be well attended, of course. And she wanted it to be the best show it could be. So she was calling in people from around the country. Now, I have my own show on the first Monday of every month, and I was already booked, and I had uh, a guest artist coming in, and so I didn't. I, I, she didn't ask and I didn't ask in that initial phone call. But um, after I hung up with her, after I, I reassured her that everything was going to be great, not that she needs my reassurance, she's an extremely strong performer, an extremely strong person on her own, uh, but it's good to have a friend, you know, as a, as a backup voice sometimes. Uh, after we hung up the phone, I went and I looked at my finances and I looked at the, the upcoming weeks and I looked at... Um, the feasibility of me doing it. And so I simultaneously sent a message to um, the club owner, to the guy who runs Petra's, and let him know about this opportunity that I had and and shifted some things around financially and called Lily back. And about the time she answered the phone, I got a note back from from Perry, the guy who, who runs Petra's, and was like, he's like, cool, seize the opportunity, go for it. Make it make it work for you. We'll we'll cover it and everything will be okay. Um, 
And so I canceled the show and I called, had Lily on the phone and I let her know. I said, I want to be there. I understand, you know, if it can't happen, you know, and, and she put up a weak argument about me having my own show and not canceling my own show, but I could, I could feel that she really wanted me to be a part of it. Here's a, here's a little aside. Here's a commercial break for you. I, and I'm, I'm still struggling with the, uh, the idea of this and, and trying to, to accept it in, in what it's worth and what it means. But I have been underestimating my own strengths for a very long time. And part of it is being browbeaten and part of it is being gaslighted and, and, and people that I care about telling me that I'm not quite good enough for years so I have uh, I have underestimated my own talents and my own abilities, um, and this came out during therapy, and it came out during a conversation that I had with Lily, and it came out with a conversation that I had with Eddie, all, all within uh, a very short period of time. I can do more good for more people if I will actually accept that what I do is beneficial to people, and and that's not just a message for me, but. But realize, looking inside and, 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 and looking at the results of what I do and the places that it has taken me and the, the pride and the diligence that I put into my work, it is valuable. Anything that you devote that kind of passion to that you have the ability for is going to produce results. And if you, if you believe, if you have confidence in what you have and what you're doing and see it for what it really is, then you can actually affect and enrich other people's lives. What a concept. I preach it a lot, but I haven't uh, I had not turned it in on myself. I thought I was doing the best that I could do. And it turns out I can work a little harder. I can I can believe in myself a little more and I can reach a wider number, a wider audience of people and uh, and bring them up, lift them up, make for a better day. The world is so full of of fear and doubt right now, what a, what a great uh, opportunity to to sow confidence, to sow joy, to sow hope in uh, in the things that are that are going on in the world, and and that's that's my new goal in this new life is to uh, to believe in myself more, to to uh, believe in my strengths more, and and to uh, to share. So anyway, commercial over. So. Um, Lily finally, uh, like I said, it was a weak argument. She she wanted me to be there, um, but she she was uh, she was protesting me canceling my own show to, to be hers. But like you know, it's a once in a lifetime thing. I'm not going to miss it. Even if I'm not on the stage, I'm going to be in the audience and be a part of it. So I uh, I made my flight arrangements and I flew. Um, Against my better judgment, but because of monetary uh, you know, exceptions, I flew uh, American Airlines, um, Charlotte to Phoenix and Phoenix to L.A. And uh, first leg, of course, uh, that Monday morning, I left out September 4th. Um, flight was delayed. Uh, and I, I, you know, I didn't panic right away because I had a very long layover in, in Phoenix. And, and I got there on time, but, uh, you know, I, I got to experience the, the stressful wonder of modern-day air travel. Got to Phoenix, had about 45 minutes before the next flight um, was taking off, so I went to get some tea. And uh, Phoenix is, a, is not a huge airport, but it's, it's, it's pretty lovely. Um, 
and and I here's a, I uh, I have seen it all, or I thought I had seen it all in flying. I have um, I have seen people flying in pajamas. I have seen people flying in business suits. I've seen one or two in uh, in costume because they were either coming from something or going to something that they required a costume on. Um, in the Phoenix airport was a young lady in a uh, in a bikini. And this is something I had never seen uh, in an airport in a travel situation before. She had a, a, a backpack and a pair of flip-flops and a uh, straight-up bikini. And as you might imagine, it was attracting some attention. Um, I, uh, I made a note of it because it was just so odd. Um, yeah, it's, it's August, and yeah, it's Arizona. Um, it just... It just struck me as, uh, you know, you do you, you do what you you do what you got to do, and you be comfortable in doing it. But um, really, bikini, uh, okay, and not just you know, not just like bikini top and shorts, and straight up, I'm going to the pool bikini. Anyhow, um, wonder where she was traveling. Hmm. So made it to L.A. on time. Uh, Lily and Eddie, uh, Lily and Eddie picked me up at the airport. We went and grabbed food, and and um, immediately uh, went, we went to, to Shin Ramen. This is a, a promo, a unpaid promo for Shin Ramen. Uh, talked about um, the show, what what she expected, what she was hoping for, um, what she wanted from me, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, had a, a quick bite, spent a little time with some friends, and went over to the venue. Now. On the way over, um, Lily got a text from uh, a venue called Brookledge. And it seems that uh, that evening, uh, Puddles the Clown was going to be doing um, a, a set uh, for a group of people. Uh, he wanted to, he was doing a showcase for a group of people and wanted to know if she wanted to come or had some friends. And, of course, she's like, well, you know, I've got my own thing to do. I've got my own show to set up. Thank you for the offer. And then asked if uh, Eddie and I would like to go because she needed some time in the venue. And if we would go and help her set up, we could go and catch at least part of Puddle's show and, uh, and make it back in time, you know, before the doors opened and, and, and everything started happening. And, you know, sure, it wasn't that far away. Um, it gave her some time to, to, to think and to, to settle in. So we, uh, we hightailed it over to Brookledge and caught the first half or so of, uh, of Puddle's uh, showcase. And it was amazing seeing him live. If you've seen him on video, um, amazing, uh, moving, uh, surreal Puddle's the clown, go to, go to YouTube and do a, a search on it. Um, the clown who sings torch songs. It's, uh, it's fun and it's amazing, but live, it was an incredibly moving experience. He had a whole, audio visual thing going on and, and his his voice is amazing and, and uh, uh, well worth the time and well worth the uh, yeah I was glad I happened to be in the right place at the right time for this thing to happen and um, we, we got about halfway through it Michael McKean uh, was in the audience because um, of course he was it's Hollywood uh, there's going to be there's going to be celebrities everywhere and that's one of the I don't know maybe one of the uh, small thrills one of the small joys is recognizing somebody that you've uh, it was at work you've admired in the past. So we zip back over to the to the uh, three clubs, 
And we put on one hell of a good show. Um, Eddie was in it. I was in it, of course. Rob the Balloon Guy. Um, I, I will talk about it more in detail and, and give you all the the performers that were there and my, my thoughts on it. But one, um, the, the people that were there, for, this, is, this is why I'm not going to go into great description of it right now. I will and, and when the time is right, but for right now, the people that were there, the 120-some-odd souls that were in that room got an incredibly unique, once-in-a-lifetime type show. It was funny, it was hilarious, it was moving, it was erotic, it was sexy, it was, uh, it, was, it was a whole bunch of things all rolled into one. And I, the honor was huge before I even went in, but, but after watching um, the, the, the young ladies and the gentle, young gentlemen that were on before me, blew me away. Just absolutely blew me away. They put their heart and their soul and their love into it. So the people that were there got something really, really special and it's not yet time to open that up. My, my descriptions are not going to be, you know, are, are not going to replace having actually been there. But for right now, I think it just in my own viewpoint, it's best to leave it with, with those of us that were there for now, a, a week or two, maybe, um, maybe another month. I don't know. Uh, there will be pictures that I will share on my social media and in my blog. Uh, there will be videos that I will share as I am able. But um, I'm going to play a little close to the vest because it was a very, very special moment. And I want to keep it kind of special. I hope you understand. Suffice it to say, it was uh, it was tremendous and, and exciting and and. And a little sad, uh, you know, at, at the end and everything else. But there was a, a big balloon battle at the end to cap everything off, and that that brought people's spirits back up. And then we went out to dinner afterwards, uh, just to just to hang out and, uh, and decompress a little bit, and read the words that were on my skin. And you know, I don't know if I've told you this. Um, I, I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit on my. On, on what I did. That I, I can feel comfortable doing. There's more to it, but there's something I want to share. Um, the uh, I, I added to my show, normally when I do the Naked Truth act, I will ask people to write their hang-ups, the, th- the words that people have said to them that have been hateful or hurtful, and to leave them on me there. But I, I included... Um, this time that they should write their fears down as well. Right now, there's a lot of fear in the world. There's a lot of stuff uh, from from political to environmental to irrational. There's just a, a, a shit ton of fear out in the world. So I asked my audience, the audience, the Monday Night Tease audience, that if they had a fear they were carrying around and it was crippling and it was hurtful, to write that down too, to put that on. So I'm going to say 60%, judging from just what I've seen and talking to people, of the audience got up and came up on stage with me and grabbed a Sharpie and started writing. Now, I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if it's the emotions of the moment. I don't know if it's a special, special chemical makeup of my own skin or whatever. But after two or three minutes... Um, 
of people writing with Sharpie ink on my skin, uh, drying my skin off and in patches because I, I sweat a lot under those lights and those conditions, obviously. Uh, drying my skin off and then writing, you know, writing on. After two or three minutes of that, as it starts to fill up, as the canvas gets full, it starts to burn. And not, you know, not a lot, not a, a terrible, uncomfortable, painful amount, but it's got... It's it's a it's a quiet kind of a low burn, and uh, it lets me know that you know I am actually doing this thing, and that it does have consequences, and that there is a physical, you know, burden to go along with it as well. Uh, it, it usually fades after about ten minutes or so, uh, kind of like a like an itchy rash kind of a thing that I don't want to scratch on because I don't want to I don't want to permanently you know have scars from, from the words that were there. Uh, not physical anyway, but, um, but yeah, it was, um, that happened, uh, Monday night and, um, it, it was especially, it was, it was more intense than it ever had been because I think I had more people writing on me than ever before. Um, but it, it, it went well and, and, uh, people were thankful and I did a good thing. So we went out to eat, and then we went home, and, and I was, we, we got back to, uh, I stayed over at Eddie and Lily's place, and Eddie, Lily, and Rob's place, and um, I was I was out on my feet. I'd been on a plane, and I had been traveling across country, and, and then working and everything else. Um, I was I was beat, um, but they needed to talk. They needed to get some things out, and, and of course, I'm not going to turn away from that. I'm not going to, you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm okay to talk and to listen. So we talked for a while. Um, we we, we uh, listened to each other for a while. We celebrated. Uh, we both went on to, on to bed. Eddie had a show in the morning, so he went out a little earlier. But um, And then we got up the next morning and continued. We, we must have talked for a good three or four hours, four, maybe four or five. It was, it was most of the day. We just sat... Uh, in her living room and and discussed things everything from history to scandal to other burlesque acts and 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 people that we knew uh things going on at the magic castle and 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 all kinds of things um and at some point lily was like we should we should really be recording this we should we should make this into a podcast so she interviewed me for her podcast and that'll be out sometime in october she tells me um Covered some interesting ground. Covered some very interesting, uh, um, some some great moments that uh, I can't wait to listen to again. I'll let you know when it uh, when it's coming out, and uh, that way you can, uh, if if you're interested, um, you can listen. It's uh, it's interesting. So that was that was pretty much the day. Um, I will relate the show to you later. Um, took a red eye back to Charlotte because I had um, I had things to do here, some business to take care of here. And Thursday night, I was going to go see Mike Berbiglia. Um, really, really love his work. Mike is a very uh, he's a great storyteller. He's got a great way of of telling jokes and bringing them all into a story and relating some some pretty painful life experiences of his uh, into uh, amusing stories and, and, and uh, 
I found it very helpful and therapeutic. So he was going to be in Greenville on Thursday, but but because of Hurricane Irma, um, they canceled the East Coast shows. So silly me could have stayed in Hollywood an extra day or two, gone to the castle and um, hung out with some friends, but uh, hurricane strikes again. Uh, a lot of <laughs> followed me my whole life. I live in Hurricane Alley uh, here on the East Coast, so that's just typical. But um, so I busied myself around here, uh, did some some busy work, and tried to compose uh, thoughts into the blog and 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 all the experiences that had happened between uh, you know after the weekend had ended and, and everything else. Um. And I came to, uh, I, I had made the decision before, but it really cemented it uh, in my mind sitting here during, uh, during the hurricane time. And let me, let me tell you, um, I, uh, I have a, a, a screened-in back porch on my little house and uh, a really big green backyard. And I have dubbed my back porch Harrit after the Mead Hall in, uh, in Beowulf. Uh, because reasons. And uh, so I was sitting out in Herat, and the vibrancy of the colors at this time of year are are stunning and amazing and really, really decent to, to coherent thought. So I've found a certain amount of peace within myself in, in the things that are going on in my life, the, the things that I can control, and, and to a large part, the things that are, are out of my control. Um, and... Uh, I finally I came to the absolute conclusion that it is time for Charlotte and I to part ways. Um, I grew up here. I grew up in and around Charlotte, Matthews, TKK, Indian Trail, Charlotte itself. Um, everyone that I love and care about lived here as well. Um, I, uh, this is, this is a, I don't know why this is suddenly so tough, but my parents are both gone. My grandparents are both all four, <laughs> um, one of whom I never knew at all, uh, are, are all gone. They've all passed away. They've, they've moved to a different place. My, uh, my sister has not spoken to me in, in over 10 years. And um, though I reached out and though I, I, I made efforts for a while, she, uh, she's just not, um, she's not interested. My extended family, my aunts, uncles, and cousins uh, have, I'm just going to use the words given up on me. They've, they've decided that I'm not really worth their time. I, I don't know exactly how I have offended uh, whether it's been mistakes or, or misunderstandings or what, I uh, I was building a business and I was building a family and and of my own for a long time, and you know, and they live they live now up in Winston and Kernersville, some of them, and um, and so there wasn't a lot of time for for family gatherings, and of course, you know, the big holidays you have to balance between. You know who, whose family you visit, and with my parents gone, it just didn't. 
it, it made more sense to spend time with Dawn's family, who are nearby and alive and kicking and, you know, interested and active in my children's lives, rather than to drive halfway across the state to, uh, to spend time with people who don't seem to care. And so, of course, the, uh, the fissure grew. I don't, I don't think they, they actively dislike me, but, um, but there's, a, there's, a, there's a rift. Um, I, I finally decided when, um, when one, of my, uh, one of my aunts died uh, a few years ago and nobody told me, um, no one let me know there was a funeral. Nobody even told me she was sick. Nobody told me she died. Uh, I just decided they, you know, we were, we were done. I've got my own concerns. And, and if you don't, it, it breaks my heart, but you know, there it is. And, um, with my marriage breaking up and, uh, Dawn unwilling to communicate, we, we, we cannot seem to to talk without it without it turning bitter and uh, I hate that and um, I, I would I would change it if I could I, I certainly don't want I, I don't want the bitterness between us but it, it doesn't seem any any doesn't show any signs of uh, of fading and, and she doesn't talk to me directly anyway <laughs> so and then with the situation uh, the situation with my children, who are all grown and are all capable of making their own choices. They have their own lives and they're living them. I took a look around at Charlotte and I looked at all of these things and I just, I think my time here is done. I think that um, Charlotte brought me the first 50 years and uh, I think now it's time to uh, to move, to, to, to move on to different adventures, to start, to literally start a new life. Now, I am not. Uh, I, I am moving to Hollywood. I am going to move to California, to L.A. I am not moving there to make my fortune. My, uh, I have my clients. I have the, my business, and it's that's fairly fluid because as long as there's an airport, I can get to where my clients are, are holding their their business. I can get to where I need to be, um, and that's you know that's important. Um, but I, I don't need. I don't rely on the local area so much to make my living anymore. Um, that that's not really harsh and cold. That's just the way of, of corporate business. So um, I have some offers for some public things, and of course the castle is there, and the castle, the magic castle, will provide a lot of um, uh, networking opportunity, and uh, you know create creatively getting in a group of, uh, of, of creative people again and bouncing ideas off. There's, it just seems like the place to go. Uh, I am rebuilding my relationships with my former clients and reaching out to new ones and being fairly successful at that because I am really good at what I do. And, um, and so I'm going to do that. And in addition to those things, I'm going to continue to strive to do more and better public shows to increase the depth and level at which I write the the magic that I know how to do, improving technique, improving scripting, improving character, and trying to take it to as many people as I can for as long as I can. I have health problems that I'm not going to talk about, 
Uh, I haven't talked about them, and I'm not going to talk about them, but it's a factor. And I look around here, and I look around at this beautiful, beautiful state that I love so much. And I look at the path that it has taken me in the past three years. And I am not going to sit here and say that I was, I was blameless in, in all the things that happened to and around me. I carry a big, I carry a big burden of that you know, without question. The thing is, I was not the only one at fault. There are lots of people who will tell you that I was the only one at fault, but after everything was, let me let me let me go in this direction for a second. This just seems to be where I'm going, and thanks for riding along if you still are. But the thing is, I put heart and soul and love not only into my business and my art, but also into my family. And if anyone tells you differently, they are lying to you, or they are completely misled. When my marriage broke, when Dawn and I broke when she could not take being with me anymore and make no doubt about it she's the one that told me to leave i didn't make a, i didn't choose one thing over another i didn't choose one person over another i chose not to be bullied and i chose to continue doing my art but i wanted my family along with me anyway when when she and i broke all of our mutual friends, and some friends that were, were exclusively mine, completely turned their backs. I was the bad guy. I had embarrassed my family. I had done something wrong. They didn't call. They didn't ask me to, to come out and, and, and speak or sit with them. They didn't offer me any comfort or assurance or guidance. All of the people from my church family, all of the people from yeah, mutual friends, people that I had a, a long-established relationship with friends that I had introduced my wife to, people that were faithful readers of my blog and, and, and praised the things that I said and the truth that I, that, I, that I put out there, immediately upon hearing her, quote, side of it, blocked me on social media, stopped talking to me altogether. Good, Christian, fine, loving people refused to be my friend anymore. They didn't want to hear my side of it. I was guilty and I was done. Now, I filter an awful lot through my Facebook things and through even through the blog things. Um, I had for a while uh, a blog that of, of stuff that I wrote just for myself and there was nobody subscribed to it. Nobody knew it was out there. It was just me yelling in the middle of the void at, at the negative things that I had inside of me. I have filtered an awful lot in order to not hurt people's feelings and also not to damage the ongoing divorce, the, the process, the what can this be used against me in court? You know, am I just being mean? I've been accused of just being mean for speaking the truth. And I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. I think that... To be honest with you, to be honest with myself, I just got to say fuck you to all that. This is who I am. I make beautiful, beautiful art, and it heals people, and it helps people, and it makes people laugh, and, and even if it only made people laugh, that would be good enough reason for me to do it. But above and beyond that, I have been gifted with the ability 
to, to reach people's hearts and to reach people's souls just with card tricks or the sound of my voice. And it is helpful and it is beneficial and I am important. And what I do is important. And the words that I haven't said, the, the feelings that I held back for so long are, are the main things that have been detrimental to me. The things that festered inside and the anger that I didn't let out over the, the unfairness of my situation. But man, I love, I love, I'm not going to say unconditionally because that's a really, really hard thing to do, unconditional. But I love and I believe in love and I embrace love. It's what I, I try my best to follow. I wrote... I wrote something on, on Facebook, uh, middle of the night, one night. I love madly. I love to the point of coming to tell it. Impious as I am over the ashes of the dead, and I do not blush for it. I have no remorse on account of it. This love is religion. And that's from Alexander Dumas. This is from Marillion. Bend your head the way that flowers bend their heads, and I will pour upon it my love like rain. I worship love, and I worship the act of being able to give love. And I do it as purely and as honestly as I can. And sometimes it's painful, and sometimes I get ignored, and sometimes I'm just, I, I'm left staring alone at the ceiling, sometimes hurting for affection. And there's, there's none to be found. And that's just the road I have to walk right now. But let me tell you, you stuck with me this long. And obviously some of the things I've had to say over the past 11 episodes have had some merit to you. You wouldn't keep coming back. But all of this, all of this that I have, and I've, I've told you about the belief of being created by a, a, a creative being, a creative God, God... God, as I see him, being the creator millions and millions and millions of years ago of, of having some kind of an artistic bent and of beauty to make the, the world that I see around me. And maybe I'm naive in, in that I'll, uh, the evidence that I see of God is simply the creation itself. But if God made us in his own image, then we are creative beings too. And the other thing that we have a huge capacity for is love and forgiveness and we don't exercise it enough. But I'm going to try. I'm going to live my love more out loud than I have in the past. You have got that capacity inside of you, too. The, the, the thing that holds you back, the, the fear of, yeah, where's the money going to come from? And, and where's, the, where's the support going to come from? And man, look around you. Look around. Look at the look at the political state that it's in. There's 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 not a lot of love there. The economy is going to go to hell on its own, or it's going to be saved by divine province or or whatever, on its own. And there's not a lot you can do about it except sit on the sidelines and bite your nails. But there's better things to do. You reach inside and you find the thing that you were made to do. Find the ability that you have. Educate the children, educate in love, educate the people around you. Don't get caught up in meaningless arguments of, over trifles. 
you know, and they, and they know in their hearts what is good and what is not good. Some people live just for the argument, and, and it's okay to walk away from arguments and, and, and feel like maybe you didn't win that one. Move on to the next one. Shake the dust off your heels. There's millions and billions of people out there. Radical, overwhelming love. The kind of love that builds instead of tears down. The kind of love that embraces rather than, than chokes Although, you know, if you're into choking, you know, more power to you. It's hard to not be afraid. But I can tell you, and I can be honest about it, and that love will overcome any fear that you have. Any fear that you have. Look at me. Uh, maybe I'm a, I'm a horrible example because of where my personal life is, but, but I've, got, I've got friends that love me. I've got, I've got friends that, that are there and have my back. Man, I'd love to have some affection. I'd love to have a companion. I'm not ready for relationship just yet because holy shit. But someone to watch movies with, someone to cuddle with, just non-sexual, physical connection. Naked. Okay, I didn't say that. Um, (laughs) But... You know, it, it, but fear has kept me back from that. I don't exactly know how to go out there and do those things. But um, hugging your kids, hugging, you know, volunteering for, I don't know, volunteering for shelters, putting in the time that you can to express and show your love, finding out what you're good at, what your creative bent is, and using it. You can do it. I know you can. Uh, th- me as an example, that's what I started to go off on. I do card tricks. It it all comes down to that. I do card tricks, but I do them in a way that nobody else can. I do card tricks like Glenn Campbell played the guitar, man. (sighs) Hio Silver, right? And it affects people and it changes people's lives. And guess what? You've got something like that inside of you too. And you you can open it up and pour it out and pour it over the heads of those that need it, and you can change and improve the world. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's so easy to say and such an easy concept to grasp and so difficult to put into practice. But you can do it. One person at a time, you can change the world. As I am recording this, it is Monday, September the 11th, 2017. 16 years ago today, a group, of, a group of men armed with their rabid belief in their religion that they placed over love murdered thousands of people. And we, by virtue of our technological advances, we got to watch it happen live. And in the aftermath of the, of the horrifying destruction, we came together for a short period of time, and then we let slick-tongued, man, manipulative individuals put us into war, put us into, into battle against what were largely innocent people. We didn't direct our fury at the people who had actually caused the problem. 
and so it caused bigger problems. That's my viewpoint. I won't argue it. The arguing time is past. The time for healing and love and, and, and coming together is, is what we have at hand right now. Sixteen years on, we are still caught up in the argument of who's at fault, what's at fault. The evidence is there, and it's all pointed. The main thing, the, the, the main thing that I take away from it, and the one thing that I'm going to put out here, and maybe this is a good time for you to switch it off, but the, the thing that, that hurt us, the thing that hurt the world and changed the world to a darker place was misguided passion, ignoring what a loving individual would do, saying that I am right, this is the way it has to be, and I will not compromise or love you in, in, in where you are, that one, oppressed the people that grew the anger, that turned into hatred, that lashed out at us. We can feed the world. If we find the heart and the love to do it, we can feed the world. We can, we can grow food instead of building walls. Again, maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm not seeing the big picture. But I believe in what I'm saying. I believe that we can heal instead of tear down. I believe... <sighs> Hannibal. I, I'm of the mind that if you're living in a million-dollar house and, and within 20 miles there's a homeless person, you're doing wrong. You're not living in love. Yeah, you have the right to own that mansion. Yes, you have the right to take the trips that you want. Yes, you have the ability and the, and the absolute God-given right to all the blessings you have, the private planes and the fancy cars and everything else that you own. But if there is one person going hungry nearby, then you are not living the love you're preaching. Okay? There's a period at the end of that sentence. And it's happening in my city, and it's happening in cities all across. Religion has turned into greed, or greed has overtaken the, the good idea that love rules. And people are exploiting other people's love and compassion to line their own pockets. And if I could, I would be whip in hand flipping over tables. So consider this. My little voice coming out to a couple of dozen people who, who like to listen to it. This is me flipping over the tables. You aren't Christian. You are not a Christian if you are doing that. You are not a Christ follower. You are not a proper Muslim if you are killing and destroying. You are not honoring the Hebrew God if, if, if there's hate in your heart towards anyone. And guess what? We're human. And we're going to do those things anyway. The idea is to try to grow in love and overcome our natural tendencies to fight, to, to, to clutch, to this is mine, you can't have it. Yeah, I'm off my soapbox now. Let me hear your feedback. Let me hear what you, had, what you think of what I've had to say. I'll be doing this next week. And I would love to have some, some thoughts behind it. I have been uh, 
one of the one of the emails I was going to read, and I, I, I put it aside at the beginning of this and thought, well, no, maybe now's not the right time. But the uh, the gist of it was that I deceive people for a living. I do card tricks that fool people, and and I proclaim to do magic. Which, if you've ever seen my show, you know I don't do that. But I have been uh, I have been uh, scolded because of that. Oh, and also I had multiple affairs and I was always and constantly looking for sex outside of my marriage. And so how dare I get on airwaves or, or put my my words down digitally to try and say that I love you, that I care about you, that I care about the world and the one I'm living in when I couldn't even keep my own family together because of my own greed, pride, and lust. Well, even if you believe those stories are true, even if you believe everything that you've been told about me, it's okay. I love you anyway. And I'm going to say what I believe, even if there is nobody listening anymore, even if all the the funding that comes through Patreon gets taken out and I, I can't afford to whatever, you know, I'll, I'll record it here and and, and keep it down like a secret blog or, or whatever. But there's something inside of me that, that insists that I create. That I create video, that I create magic, that I create words on paper. That I create words digitally, this way, via podcast. I let my fear hold me back for quite some time in actually doing this. And I'm not going to allow my fear to keep me from saying what I feel is the truth. My dad, when I was, I don't know, 10 years old, stop me if you've heard this story before, um, I got a magic kit for Christmas, magic hat kit for Christmas, and at some point in me, you know, practicing with it at first and, and first getting my hands on things and learning some of the basic secrets and things. Uh, he, he made the statement that magicians are a dime a dozen. And I asked him, my 10-year-old brain not processing it very well, I said, what does that mean? He said, you can hire 12 of them for a dime because they're all desperate just to get a little money. They're all trying to rip you off. They're all trying to lie to you. Boys and girls, brothers and sisters, I'm going to lie to you. I'm going to deceive you. I'm going to fool the hell out of you if I can with my art. But in the meantime, while I am doing that, if you're listening carefully and if your heart is open, you're going to hear the truth. You're going to see the truth that I'm displaying for you. We are all scared and we are all falling back and there is a better way. And it lies inside of us. We are born creatures of love, right? Talking heads said it, it must be true. So, I am, to get back to my point, which I seem to have wandered off of again, I am moving away from Charlotte. I am putting Charlotte behind me, and I will not be back. If a company hires me, or an individual hires me to come to Charlotte and do a show, I will absolutely do that. But as much as I care about you and as much as I love you, I'm not coming back to visit. I'm not coming back to hang around with friends. I'm not coming back to just, hey, here's my home city. I'm going to close the chapter on, on this book 
of Charlotte and all the wonderful things that it has done for me. And I am moving to California. I'm moving to Los Angeles. And I'm going to pick up my flag there. I'm going to explore into public shows. I'm going to explore into uh, putting my show into a uh, onto a stage and, and giving it proper music and lighting and, and everything else that goes along with it while I am pursuing the act of uh, pursuing the act of corporate uh, motivation. Another thing that I do really well. So I'm going to build. I'm going to build my heart. I'm going to re- I'm going to I'm going to fix the broken pieces. I'm going to continue with my therapy. I am going to love unequivocally and unapologetically. That's what I'm going to do. I will miss you. I'll miss Charlotte an awful lot. I know I will. I've got lots of pictures. I I grew up uh, in my busking world here, so I've got lots of pictures and lots of stories that'll keep me and hold me, and there may be a book and all of that someday. So around February, end of February, that's going to be it for me. Going to be a big uh, blow-up party at, at some club. Uh, hopefully, Petra's. I'm, I'm hoping they'll be able to accommodate it. And I'm going to give you one last show, and I'm going to give you the best of my ability, and we're going to part as friends. If you want to, those of you who uh, are listening to me in the Charlotte area, those, those of you that are my friends and, and, uh, and love me and, and care about me, and, and good Lord, you've listened to me for over an hour now, you must... Uh, you must have something for me. If you want to hang out, if you want to get food, if you want to, I don't care, go to the movies, go to the park, hang out, have a little Hannibal time, I'm way open for it. I would love to do that. Um, there's some of you that I genuinely care about that I, I feel like maybe I haven't spent enough time with yet. And I am still working the business, and I am still recovering, and I am still mending myself. So time is precious, but... I want to see you, and I want to, I want to build a couple of more memories before I go. You're a part of my home, and I cherish you. And for the rest of you listening from other parts of the country, let me know where you are. You know, I, I get around. You know, I, I have lots of clients in a whole bunch of different states, and I do travel quite a bit in what I do. And man, do I love that! And boy, do I love meeting new people and and showing them my art and showing them my heart and doing what I do. I'm proud of me, and I, I can actually say that out loud without being embarrassed for the first time in a very long time. The therapy helped. The, the time that I've spent looking at myself has helped. But really, more than, than anything else, more than honestly anything else, and I don't know why this seems like such a startling revelation to me right now, but being invited and welcomed at the final show for Monday Night Tees, clicked something inside of me to where I don't care what you think of me or what you think of how I conduct my personal affairs. I don't care if you believe every lie that's ever been told about me and you think I'm the scum of the earth. I am a good man and I have great art and I have strength in my hands and in my voice to change hearts to save lives and to change the world. And I firmly believe that. And I am really proud of me for how far I've come. So we'll do this again next week. Subscribe to the channel. Leave me a rating. Leave me a note. Send me an email. Tell me you love me. Tell me you hate me. Send me your money. 
I am working my ass off for you people. Send me, give me your money. $5 a month is not too much to ask to help me continue to do this thing. I want to embrace more music in the show. I want to embrace more poetry and and storytelling and reading into the show. And that's going to start happening starting next week. I'm going to start picking out... um, uh, things that I hold dear, art that I hold dear, and, 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 and presenting it to you as well as my own ongoing story. So there, that's where I'm at. Thanks for listening. Do all the things. Call up somebody you love. Call up somebody you haven't spoken to. Send them a text if you're not great at phone calls. Tell them simply that you love them and you care and you're thinking about them. Make some soup. There's a lot of therapy in making some soup. I'll talk to you soon. I'm Hannibal, and I sincerely hope that there's love where you are.
I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for tonight. Bye.